have so much to be grateful for, so much to praise Him for. We could spend all day lifting up thanks and praise Him, and it would be inadequate. Amen? He's been so very good to us. He will continue to be. We are absolutely thrilled today to have Bishop Landtroop here to minister the Word of God. I know I personally have been eagerly anticipating this morning ever since I got word that he was going to be here. As Pastor Landtroop mentioned, Bishop Landtroop actually founded our church back in 1999 and led this church up until, uh, as lead pastor, up until 2010 when Pastor Landtroop was voted in as uh, lead pastor and he became our bishop. And then a little while after that, he went to uh, establish and grow a church in Laurenburg, North Carolina, doing the work of God that's in his heart. He loves God, he loves people, and you're talking about a home Bible study teacher extraordinaire, there's one. If you want to know how to teach a home Bible study, that dude can give a seminar real fast on how to effectively teach home Bible studies. We're so thankful to all of those in our church who are teaching home Bible studies, and we invite everyone to become a part of that wonderful ministry. It's life-changing not only for the people you teach, but it's life-changing for you, and so we challenge you to get involved. But we are delighted to have Bishop Landtroop here, obviously. We want him to take his liberty and preach his heart to us this morning. God bless you. You may be seated. If you'll just indulge me for a little while this morning. Try to get a hold of my composure. I'm just a little overwhelmed this morning. He's a good God. It's been said over and over, but all the time, all the time. I give honor to my son, pastor of this church. I'm so happy to see him in church today. Answer to prayer. Praise God. Give honor to his beautiful family. Give honor to my lovely, incredible grandchildren. I have the best. I see a lot of familiar faces here today. I, I love Fuquay. I love me some Fuquay now, I'll tell you. And I um, love this church. I'm so proud of the growth. Um, songs mentioned about how that, you know, to some degree we're always amazed how God has the ability to do things beyond our imagination. The Bible said, I have not seen, ear had not heard, hasn't even entered the heart of man what God has in store for those that love him. Amen. God bless you. I give honor to the memory of Sister Rilla Anderson. I give honor to the memory of my father. I give honor to the memory of Sister White. Give honor to the memory of my late wife, Sister Joyce Landrum. I also would like to honor the pastoral staff of this church. You do an awesome, awesome job. Enjoy the music. It's always great. Enjoy the incredible uh, hospitality of you incredible people. I am honored to be here today. 
<clears throat> I wish that my wife would be here, was here today. Um, just the fact that she'd been sick for the last three or four days. She's doing better today, much better. She's in church, but we were just a little fearful trying to protect her. <laughs> she was. I was trying to say, she'd be all right, but no, she wouldn't do it. She was going to make sure she didn't bring anything to give to Pastor Land Troops. So she regrets she's not able to be here today. Can someone say praise the Lord? I see so many friends here today. I mean, I... I I, I, I'll be a, I'd make a mistake to perhaps try to call your names, but we'd be here forever. I see some incredible young people with the growth here. This is great. Would you clap your hands to Jesus one more time? Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Let me also thank you for your faithfulness to prayer uh, in the work at Lohenberg. Um, we're enjoying that. Um, God's blessed us, and uh, but we're expecting more. And uh, so I ask that you continue to pray. If you will, stand with me with the reading of the book of Romans chapter 14 and verse 17. Again, Pastor Landtrup, thank you for in the invitation. It is indeed an honor to be here. When he called and asked me, I could not say anything but yes. I'm just happy about what's going on here. Amen. I love my grandbabies. I miss them. And they abuse me. Just give me a good to see you, Papa, every now and then, you know. Pray for me. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness. I give honor to my sister and her husband. And peace and joy where in the holy ghost the kingdom of god is not meat and drink but righteousness peace and joy and the holy ghost lord bless the word i pray for your anointing in the name of the lord open our hearts lord to receiving of your word in jesus name everyone say amen god bless you you may be seated Luke chapter 15, beginning and reading verse 11. Some of this I will fair phrase for the sake of time. A certain man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, everyone say father. Father, give me the portion of goods that belong to me. And he divided them among, verse 13 said, and not many days after the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country, and there wasted his substance with righteousness living, ungodly living, just, just horrible lifestyle. And when he had spent all, the Bible said there arose a mighty famine in the land, he began to be in want. He went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. Verse 16, he would have fainted, but he filled his belly with a the food of the pigs, slop, because no man gave to him. Verse 17, the Bible said, and he came to himself. He woke up. He began to accept reality. This is not the life that I dreamed of. 
How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger? Verse 18, I will rise and go to my father. Just in passing, it doesn't say father's house, by the way. I will rise and go to my father and say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. Watch verse 19 now. And I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hard servants. He arose, came to his father, but when yet he was a far, great way off. The father saw him, had compassion, ran, fell on his neck, and kissed him. And the son said unto him, notice how he greets his father, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and, have no, and I am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father, the conjunction word, but here changes something. But the father said to his servants, bring forth the best robe. Put it on him. Put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. And bring hither the fatted calf. Kill it and let's have a party. For this, say it with me, my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost, now he's found. And they began to be merry. One more past scripture. St. John chapter 1 and verse 12 and 13 reads like this. But as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God. The power to become the sons of God. Would you tell the one beside you, you got a right to become a son of God. You have got a God-given right to become the sons of God. Somebody's been lying to you. You've been listening to the wrong voices. You've been looking for love in all the wrong places. You have a right to become a son of God. But preacher, you don't understand. You don't know what I've done. You don't know where I've been. I don't qualify for such. The Bible said as many that received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, which were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh. Here it is now. But the will, nor, nor the will of man, but of God. I come today to share the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. In a world that is filled with bad news, consumed with darkness and fear, saturated with anger and violence, intoxicated with the pleasures of sin and the lust of the flesh, existing on the folly of a make-believe life. Thank God for a church of the living God where truth is revealed and love is experienced. A place filled with promises and delivers hope. Life is full of challenges that sometimes overwhelms us, paralyzes us. And the only way that we can continue is to have a personal experience with God himself. To feel his spirit 
and to put, let me say, and to feel his spirit and him to put his favor on us. Can someone say amen? To hear his voice, whoa, and to speak peace into our spirit. After you have suffered wounds in your spirit, brokenness in your heart, after you have been rejected and pushed aside, I'm here to tell somebody there is a God who is here, who loves you unconditionally, who is prepared to embrace you, to pick you up and give you a confirmation that you're loved and desired. The Bible clearly defines God is more than just great. Did you hear me? He is a great God. He's a great, big, wonderful God. But he also is a good God. Uh-huh. Woo, hallelujah. He's a good God. He's a God of unconditional love. A love that will cover a multitude of sins. A multitude of mistakes. Let me tell somebody here today a biblical fact. You are a product of God's creation. You are the apple of his eye. You are loved. You are a somebody who has purpose in their life. Tell the one beside you, you have purpose in life. You are not an accident. You are not a mistake. There is purpose in your life. You've been listening to the wrong voices. I want you to know that God has his hand upon you. You're not here today by accident, but God has divinely orchestrated you to be here today to be exposed to his unconditional love. You may not realize it, God, but you may see you are headed to eternity. So and say purpose. Purpose. It's already designated. You may not realize it, but you're headed somewhere. You're headed to eternity. Either you're going to a place where there is no night, no night, or to the place that is known and called eternal lake of fire where there is no light. <laughs> you're headed somewhere. Let me tell you, you have a purpose in life. Life is not a game. Life is not a mistake. I wish somebody help me now. I want you to know today you're headed somewhere. You may not realize it, but you're headed right now to eternity. Life is a dressing room. It's a preparation for eternity. Regardless of what you have thought, Regardless of what you have been told, there is purpose in your life. Perhaps you say, there's no hope for me. My life has no meaning to it. It doesn't matter if I live or die. It doesn't matter. Yes, it does. You don't have nine lives. You only got one life to live. And what you do with this life will determine your eternal home. I want to tell somebody today, there's hope for you today, sir. There's hope for you today, ma'am. I don't care what you've been labeled. 
I don't care what you've been called. You're not a mess up. You're not a mistake of God. You may be rejected perhaps of society, but I want you to know that God loves you. He wants to embrace you this morning. Yeah, he does. He wants to bless, he wants to robe you. He wants to put a finger on your a ring on your finger. Yeah, he wants you to celebrate because of his love. I hear somebody's alarming response. Hope, purpose. You don't know me. You don't know anything about my life. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know how I was raised. You don't know a thing about my past. My life is in a mess. I have no hope. I have no purpose. No, I don't know about your past. I don't know where you've been. Nor do I know anything about your emotional or your spiritual condition. But I do know this. It's possible you're listening to the wrong voices. As is defined in my text this morning, the determined factor is not a matter of worth. It's a matter of birth. I'm not worthy be called thy son. I have destroyed my life. I have sinned against you, Father. I'm embarrassed with my lifestyle. I've ruined my life. If I could just be a, a servant, I'm not worthy to be a called your son. But notice with me the response of the Father. Luke chapter 15, verse 22 through 24. My father, but the father said to his servants, bring forth the best robe. Put it on him. Put a ring on his hand. Shoes on his feet. And bring here the fatted calf. By the way, it didn't say a fatted calf. It said the fatted calf. It was a calf prepared for his return. The fatty cat and kill it. Let's eat and be merry. For my son, say it with me. My son, which was dead, is now alive. My son, which was lost, is now found. And they began to make merry. The one who had sinned, the one who had rebelled, the one who had made horrible mistakes, the one to declare was now declared to be the son of his father. The one who was declared to be dead was now declared to be alive. The one who was declared to be lost now was declared to be found. The one who had nothing who declared to be qualified as a son now was declared, you got everything, and you are the son of the father. You see the determined factor. What qualified him to be his son was not his worth. It was his birth. I'm preaching this morning for just a little while. It's not a matter of worth. It's a matter.
Tell the one beside you, you are a somebody. And you are going somewhere. Yeah, there is purpose in your life. My message today is to those who have fallen, to those who have made mistakes. Tell the one beside you, that's you. That's you. <laughs> oh, yeah. To those that have lost perhaps their way due to their lifestyle, due to the sin in their life, I preach to you a Bible truth. It's not a matter of worth. It's a matter of birth. You who are convinced that you do not qualify for God's grace, for God's goodness, it's not a matter of worth is a matter of birth. Someone said this, you don't merit God's goodness. I may repeat this again sometime later on my sermon, but you don't get good to get God. You get God to get good. I'm here to tell you again, it's not a matter of worth. It's a matter of birth. In my text this morning, we find the prodigal son who had run away from home in a rebellious state, found himself broke and alone in a pig pen, eating slop with the pigs. And there in that filthy pig pen, the Bible said he came to himself. He saw the mess. And he was aware of the mess that he was in. And then he realized what kind of mess he was. Let me read to you again. Verse 17. He came to himself when he saw the reality of his condition and the reality of his circumstances. How many hard servants of my father has more than I have? And I perish with hunger. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to rise and go to my father. And say to my father with his humble spirit. I don't have it in my text this morning. But let me tell you. The Bible says come boldly before the throne of God. Come on somebody. Here he comes with my humble, meek, no confidence. Nobody wants me. I'm no good. I stink. I'm dirty. I'm in a mess. I'm not worthy to be his son. I just want to be a servant. If you just let me sit in your house, if you just let me serve you, I'll be content. I'm not worthy to be called thy son. He felt he was so dirty, so filthy, he could not return. I cannot return as a son. I don't qualify to come and handle myself as his son. I am not worthy. Perhaps as a servant, somebody who has nothing, someone who has no rights, no authority, no expectations, no future. <laughs> He was convinced that his privileges as a son had been lost to the condition of his lifestyle. 
I preach to someone this morning who feels like that you have disqualified yourself for a mistake that you have made in your life. The devil's been lying to you. Perhaps your mother's been lying to you. You've been lying to yourself. But I come today on the authority of the word of the Lord uh, and with the power of the Holy Ghost to tell you a biblical truth. Uh, you are a somebody uh, and you're going somewhere uh, and there is a God uh, that loves you and that will redeem you. That will embrace you. That will clothe you with his righteousness uh, and put authority in your voice. Shall yes. And you will again become his son. Why? Because it's not a matter of worth. It's a matter of birth. He was hoping that he could just return as a servant. But in his mind, it was impossible. But he was dead The elephant, the, the element, excuse me, that qualify him to have the privileges of a son was the fact that he was his father's son. It was that he was birthed by his father. That's what gave him the authority to become the son of his father. It had nothing to do with how much money he had, or how much talent he had, or how much ability he had, how much knowledge he had, or intellect, or how much ability he had to live a good, clean life, to stay out of the mud, how the filth and our sin had nothing to do with it. It was not a matter of worth. It was a matter of birth. I trust that I can convince someone today Regardless where you have been, regardless what you have done, it's not a matter of worth. It's a matter of birth. I hope I can convince you this morning there is nothing that can change that. It is a biblical fact. What qualifies one to receive the grace of God, the goodness of God, is not determined by what a man has acquired nor what he has accomplished in this life. Wealth, fame, nor intellect has any voice in the qualification of the grace of God, the mercy of God, the peace of God, the joy of the Lord, nor abundant life. To receive God's gift, the Father's blessing, is not a matter of worth. It's a matter of birth. I'm preaching today, not a matter of worth. You know the story in John chapter 3. One came to Jesus by night. And Jesus told him, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. The next verse said, you cannot enter the kingdom of God unless you're born of the water and of the spirit. Read it with me, John chapter 3. And verse 3, Jesus answered, said unto him, Verily, very, I say in thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. 
Nicodemus said to him, well, how can a man be born when he is old? How is that possible? Can he enter the second time? Does the mother womb be born? Jesus answered very, very, I send thee, except a man be born of the water and of the spirit. He cannot enter the kingdom of God. Watch this now, verse 6. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. He went on to say, Jesus said, marvel not. What I have said unto you, you must be born again. Jesus told Nicodemus, to see the kingdom of God, you must be born again. To enter the kingdom of God, you must be born of the water and of the spirit. Jesus told Nicodemus, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. But that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Jesus said, moral not, don't get confused. Don't get lost in this fact. <laughs> you must be born again. What Jesus was saying to see, to be a part, to qualify, to enter the kingdom of God was a matter of birth. I'm preaching today it's not a matter of worth. You don't get good to get God. It's a matter of birth. You just got to be born again. If you want to be the son of God, to them he gave them the power to become the sons of God. Who? Those that received him. He gave them the power to become the sons of God. You've got a right and you have purpose in your life. He said that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. What qualifies one to enter the kingdom of God is a born-again experience. Let me show you this verse. I'm quite sure you're familiar with it. Romans chapter 14, verse 17. Let's read it again. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink. But here it is. Righteousness, peace, joy, and the Holy Ghost. To experience his righteousness. To experience his peace, to experience his joy, you've got to be born again. To be part of his kingdom, it's not a matter of worth, it's a matter of birth. Jesus told Nicodemus, if you want to experience the kingdom of God, you're going to have to be born again. To see the kingdom of God, to enter the kingdom of God, you've got to be born again. The righteousness and the peace and the joy of the Lord requires a born again experience. It's not a matter of worth, it's a matter of birth. What qualifies you to be part of this world, this life, requires you to experience a physical birth. <laughs> I don't believe in aliens. For you to be a human being on this earth, you're going to have to experience a physical, fleshly birth. Likewise, for you to be part of the kingdom of God, you're going to have to experience a spiritual birth. To be a part of his righteousness, 
his peace and his joy. You can. I said, you can. Say it with me. You can. Say it with me. I can. I can. How? You must be born again. You can't get enough money to buy your way. You can't be good enough to buy your way. You can't merit God's goodness. The Bible says it is a gift of God. You got to be. You must be born again. You see, you got to be the songwriter said you must be born again. Many claim to know God as their provider, their healer, their rock, the almighty. Listen to me now. But there is a vast difference of our concept of God when he becomes our father. Think about that. Many of you here perhaps know him as your healer. Perhaps he is the rock that you're standing on. Yeah, I'm not here to deny any experience with you you had with God. But I want to ask you, have you been born again? If you want to be a part of his kingdom, if you want him to be your father, you've got to be born again. And I want to tell you, when you experience that, I want to tell you, your concept of God will completely alter. Because all of a sudden, uh, he's not some remote God out there. He becomes your father. In the Old Testament, men knew him as the creator, the judge, the provider, the pillar of fire. They also knew him as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But in the New Testament, in the Old Testament, God was a distant, remote God. And at times, to be cold and unattached to man. Why? Because man didn't know him as their father. But in the New Testament, he became the father of his children. I wish somebody helped me preach this morning. Hallelujah. How will you know it's not what it used to be? Oh, I'm glad today to know him as my father. You see, in the New Testament, he manifests his true nature. With the fulfillment of a born-again experience when men are filled with the departed spirit of Jesus Christ, the spirit of the almighty God, he becomes their father and they become his children. Let me read it again. John chapter 1, verse 12, 13. But as many as receive him to them gave you the power. Here it is. To become the sons of God. Even to that believe on his name. Which were born. Here it is now. Not of blood. Nor of the will of flesh. Nor of the will of man. But of God. If you want God as your father. You're going to have to experience that born again experience. But when you do that. You will come. His son, and he will become your father. What you knew of God will completely alter. He won't be some just remote God. He will become your father. Let me tell you what he'll do. He'll robe you with his righteousness. He'll put a ring on your finger. You know what that means? He's going to give you authority. 
Yeah. You go around and say, hey, he's my daddy. I got the ring right here. I got that seal. I can buy what I want to buy. I can get what I want because he's my father. Amen. And you know what else he's going to do? He's going to put shoes on your feet. You're going to be able to walk without stumbling. I wish somebody help me now. And then also, he's going to have a place where you can have a party. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, it has nothing to do with what you have give you the right to party. Not what he did. Then what he had is what his father had. And God will give you the right. The feelings. Man, this is good. It's great to be here. And calls you to shout and speak in tongues. And rejoice. It's joy unspeakable and full of glory. It only happens when you experience the kingdom of God. When you experience sonship. He becomes your father. And you become his child. Again, it's not a matter of worth. It's a matter of birth. What qualifies me, what qualifies you as a child of God, to enter the kingdom of God, to experience his righteousness, his peace, his joy, it's a matter of birth. Oh, hallelujah. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, you all know this, for the grace of for by grace are we saved through faith, not of yourself. Did you get that? You can't get this with your own ability. I don't care how intellect, intelligent, how incredible you are, how beautiful you are, how rich you are. That does not qualify you to be his son. What qualifies you to be his child is a poor. Can someone say amen? amen? Salvation is a gift from God. You don't get good to get God. You get God to become good. You must receive him. You must accept him. I'm speaking about New Testament salvation. It requires one to repent of your sins. Mortify the flesh through repentance in Jesus' name. You must bury that crucified flesh in a watery grave in Jesus' name. And then you must experience uh, uh, that supernatural resurrection as God fills you with his spirit. And you become a brand new creature. You're not what you used to be. I've been changed. I've been born in. What is it, the song? I've been changed. I've been, we were doing it over again. Somebody help me here. Anyway, I'm not what I used to be. Can someone say amen? Wave your hand to the Lord this morning. Thank God for what God is doing in my life. Preparing to close this morning, the prodigal son felt to be qualified as a son. Required him to have I've seen it in their eyes. I've felt it in the spirit that they manifested. Pastor, preacher, I don't qualify. If you only knew where I've been, if you only knew what I've done. The prodigal son said, Father, I'm not worthy to be.
me call thy son. Just let me be. I just want to dwell in your house. There's a difference between the house and sonship. But the father, as though he didn't even hear that remark, he totally ignored it. And he made this statement, this is my son. (laughs) The father was saying, no matter how many mistakes you have made, you are my son. Why I birthed you. You have my blood in your veins. You can't deny that, son. You are mine, and I am yours. It's not a matter of worth. It's a matter of birth. Thank you for standing. God bless you. Just give me a few more minutes. I'm going to close. I also would like to bring your attention to his brother. His brother had the same problem. He came to his father and said, Dad, you never threw a party for me. I've been here all the time, Dad. I haven't been rebellious. I've been good. I've served you. I've been loyal to you. And yet you never threw a party for me. His father said, I'm sure with a broken heart, son, how is it you didn't know that all I have is thine? You see, again, he thought it was a matter of worth. I've been good. I've been loyal. I've been faithful. It has nothing to do with sonship. If you want to be a part of the kingdom of God, sir, it's quite simple. You got to be born again. It's just that simple. You don't need to try to clean your life up. You don't need to try to make some change in your life. Pastor, I've had many people say, when I get this straightened up, I'll come. I'm in a mess right now. Let me get this. I, I want to come. I will come. I just got to get, get a few things. No, no, no. It has nothing to do with that. Just simply say, here I am, Father. I want to be a part of your kingdom. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes for just a few moments? I speak to some precious soul here today. In your opinion, you don't qualify for the goodness of God. You don't qualify for the grace of God. Perhaps you have had it and you did as a prodigal son. You wasted it. does not matter what qualifies you or disqualifies you it's not a matter of worth it's a matter of birth would you place a hand on them beside you right now and pray for them if they'll sing a song softly I want you to think about it I want you to think about the goodness of God the faithfulness of God the awesomeness of God. (laughs) Young people, it's not a matter of worth. Young lady, it's not a matter of worth. It's a matter of birth. 
You see, you gotta be. You must be born again. open this morning you have an opportunity today to respond to the word of the Lord you have an opportunity today to let go of the shackles of unworthiness and lay hold on sonship the gift of God he's not done until it's good you get to let go of the ideology you've got to earn this thing you get to lay a hold of the truth he desires to give you his peace. He desires to give you peace and joy. That's it. Make your way. Make your way this morning to the altar. Respond to the word of God. Reach out to him.